before we have to end, I want to ask you about your change of heart about Donald Trump. Uh, you um, you famously shunned the president after his Access Hollywood tape was released. Now you're embracing the president. Tell me why. Well, first of all, the, the trade agreement that was just signed is the best trade agreement literally in the history of America for small business. This is, uh, is a really huge advancement and something that I think will probably be standard in trade agreements moving forward in the future. But also the, uh, the ability for small businesses to, to group together in order to increase their buying power for health care, the rule change that the president made, was one of the most important for quality and affordability of, uh, of insurance for small businesses that we've seen literally in generations in this country. And while that, unfortunately, there are um, some uh, state attorneys general around the, the country challenging that rule change, not our attorney general, but others around the country, mm-hmm. and it's hung up in court right now, it is, so, it is such a huge advancement. And so I just, you know, I, I get the... the the, all the controversy over Twitter and that sort of thing. But when it comes to uh, the advancements for for just entrepreneurs that are out there making exciting and important things happen in their country, these policy changes have been very important. And, and this, so I would just ask, what is, you know, who are you going to vote for? That was the, that was, and the answer to the question is I'm going to vote for the president. So uh, you and I have talked briefly about this before, but I think what you're saying gets to a fundamental problem that the GOP has with African-American voters, with Latino voters, with Muslim Americans, which is not that that its members are actively bigoted or or passionately bigoted, but that they look the other way when somebody in their ranks is a bigot. And this president has made it really clear, I think, over the last four years at least. Uh, certainly, our, people would argue uh, that he had made it clear much earlier than that, and, and there are some really garish examples of that, that that he is a bigot and that he does embrace bigoted policies. And while everything you say about small businesses benefiting from this trade agreement may very well be true, and I, I, I don't disagree with any of it, isn't it imperative for GOP leaders like yourself to stand up and say it's not OK? It's not OK. The things that he says and does about these other things. And it doesn't matter what he embraces on this one issue. It's that leadership requires that we have a president who does not behave this way. Well, I, I don't I don't use the word uh, bigot or, uh, in, in the same way that uh, that you do to try and. Uh, and assign these things to people. I, you think it, he's I, not I just, a bigot? I, think it's, I don't. No, I, I I understand that he's very controversial and and uh, this back and forth on uh, on how he says things and how brash and you know kind of New York City he is. I get that and how people get offended, and it's not my style. But no, I don't think that it's fair to use that word to describe him. Do you think that the policies he's embraced? reflect bigotry. I mean, let's just go back to what happened in Virginia after a Klan rally where he says there were good people on both sides. That's not that's not an embrace of bigotry or a turning away from calling out bigotry. Well, I'm I'm not familiar with what whatever a Klan rally in um in Virginia. I I just know that every time it seems that? like there 
I, I don't know. I don't keep up much, I guess, with what's happening in Virginia. But there's a so. But here's the one thing I've noticed though is that that the the reaction. It just seems like the reaction to everything he says is so it, like people just view it in a way that is so um, like uh, through a lens where you just assume the worst. And I got to tell you, Stephen. If, uh, if, if people just assume the worst about you or assume the worst about me and then assume the best about themselves, well, I guess that's how we get to where we're at today. And I'm a big fan of, of giving people the benefit of the doubt, right? And, and also forgiving people when, uh, when, when they do th- things wrong. I mean, that's the, that's just but the, the basis policy, of the, the way that I'm built. The policy imperatives he's in, in embraced, the immigration policies, banning immigrants from countries that just happen to be majority Muslim and not other countries. Uh, the, 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 the policies at the, at the southern border that we've seen, those things don't matter as much to you as the, the, the good things maybe he's done for small business? I don't agree with everything that the president has done. What I'm saying is that he is the best option on the table I mean, look at everything that's with uh, with groups that have been had such terrible economic outcomes in the past, doing better than they've ever done, literally uh, before. I mean, it's it's this is the the sort of um, I think it, this is the the perfect example of something where anybody I could cherry pick things, you could cherry pick things, and paint a person in public office really well or really badly. And uh, I, I just think that I mean we're, I just think that we ought to consider the whole picture, the whole person, give people the benefit of the doubt, and uh, and and then also I think we need to be prepared to accept things at face value as well. When when you say somebody does something and here's their motive behind it, well I, I just don't think it's fair to just say hey the, the president took this policy that uh, stand on this policy and that means. That he had he had this motive behind it, racism. I just don't think that that's a, a fair assessment. I don't think that you can assume what the motives behind another person. I mean, that's the. It's just. It's just. I don't think that it, it's fair. You couldn't possibly know to state it at such, uh, with such conviction and such fact when you're talking about something that's happening, like an opinion of another person or. What the the way that they decided on a, on I think a, I'm on looking a policy at, issue? I'm looking at the policy outcomes and and saying that that there's no there's no way to justify those policies given the disparate impact that they have on black and brown people, and and I don't think that assumes any motive. It it, it assumes a consequence, and and I think that po- the GOP policies like like record low unemployment for Hispanic Americans for African Americans. I mean, those things were they, happening well before this this president was in office, and they got. But they they, they haven't. Have he reached, hasn't reversed them, but but he can't. They have them. gotten better, Stephen. Yes, they have. Here, here's the problem. Here's the problem with that, Stephen. Is that I mean, you you know that I that Donald Trump is not is not my style, but I'm. I, th- I think it's important that we recognize that. When, that our economic improvement in this state, which has reached a lot of different, that has reached across so many different areas, mm-hmm. I think it's okay to acknowledge that. I mean, I just I, that's I don't where have I a problem. That, I don't have a problem acknowledging it. What I'm saying is, it has to be measured against these other 
policies. And, and I'm saying that there is a responsibility that others in the GOP have to stand up and say, these other things are unacceptable. And I think, I think that you, you, you have an obligation to say that to the point where you say, I can't support this person because of these other things that, that money matters, the economy matters, but moral leadership matters more. And that's what I'm looking for. I just don't agree with the premise that you set on the on the front end of this discussion. I mean, I think that's the main problem with the fundamental disagreement. But mm. Stephen, you know how much mm. I respect you, and I respect your opinion. Sure. And and, uh, and, and so I, you know, I'm not going to push back and say that that uh, that you don't have a well reasoned opinion. And I would have just expect the, the the same across the board. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Brian Kelly, really appreciate you being here. Uh, always great to catch up with you. Thanks, Stephen. Up next, we're going to talk with Chad Livingood of Crane's Detroit Business about Governor Whitmer's road bonding plan and about whether or not the state should also take out bonds for school pensions. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Hassan in Harper Woods, Sarah in Detroit, Robert in Detroit. We'll get to you as well. We'll be back with more Detroit Today.